all we do is crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, and as always, the Black Panther legend. Legendary. The King of Wakanda. The man. Swinging from trees and swinging all over the place. (laughs) Sir Loveday. Sir Loveday, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How you feeling? Man, I am doing well. Um, As good as could be, considering the state of our world. But, as always, it's good to collaborate with you and talk Pay homage series. Yeah, that's what it's about right now. Man, so many good things we heard from people who checked out the LL Cool J episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for the people who checked out the Sade. Shout out to Kalina out of Miami for jumping on on that. As we continue to pay homage to legends of the game. We started with Rakim. Then we went to Sade. And then we went to KRS-One to end the series. And then next week, we're going to start our Women's of Hip Hop. As we highlight the wonderful Queen Latifah, MC Light, Missy Elliott, and check out some of uh, some vinyl stuff at the end with yeah. Carolina Martinez out in Texas. Um, but let's get right into it because this is all about KRS One, the teacher. Teacher. The teacher. What is there to say about the teacher, Sir Loveday? Well, the first thing you got to know is uh, that name is synonymous and is supremely hip-hop uh in every way and it's the foundation of something that's we do hip-hop we take our names and we create these wonderful uh combinations of both play on words from our original names from street names and nicknames we have and these great uh initial based words like krs1 a great name a play on a guy whose real name is chris <laughs> but when you add to that that he's taking those each those letters then mean knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. You already get a picture of the kind of MC that you're dealing with. You're talking about KRS-One. He's not called the teacher for no reason. He is a pillar in hip-hop. And one of the things that you got to know is that that knowledge base that we talk about when we talk about hip-hop being something that spreads the message, that informs, that teaches, he's one of those great examples of exactly that style of hip-hop. He's doing it for ages since the 80s and uh if you ask him today he still has records stored up he said in some interviews from years back every single year he looks at the billboard top charts and every rapper that's up there writes a diss record for him <laughs> make sure he's sharp and on his toes ready to go at whoever whenever ready to flex those mc skills so when you talk about krs1 you're talking about an incredible mc who is always prepared always ready but also an incredibly knowledgeable person uh, who is all about using the medium of hip-hop to teach and educate who sees hip-hop as a larger culture and who sees the idea of what the culture can be as a positive force for our people and for our community and a transformative force in our neighborhoods he's pushed for that sort of thing for ages even at even at the point of hurting his own career yeah, even at the point where he knows it's not going to help his sales, it's not going to help him get in the spotlight, um, it's going to put him as an enemy to certain young people because he's going to take shots and insult, you know, the new hot young guy, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care how much you guys loved Nelly. He's going to take his shots at Nelly because Nelly was being disrespectful to hip-hop and disrespectful to a great MC. 
and he was going to let you hate him if you needed to. But he was going to make sure you knew he's still a real MC and he doesn't care. KRS One is is out of the mold of Rakim, who we high, who we highlighted in week one of the Pay Homage series. Cool. But the one thing that's different from KRS One and Rakim, they, they're both supreme minds and, and teachers, and you know, really yeah. thinking outside of the box, really pushing. Mm-hmm what your mind can do and 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 that's great but krs1 at least to me was not afraid to go after people oh yeah and and challenge people like no this is hip-hop not what you think this is this is like he understood what the essence of hip-hop was it wasn't Mm -hmm. about just production and lyrics it really was Mm -hmm. the idea of hip-hop culture right and what it encompasses, where it came from, the plight that it took. That he understood, and we say this a lot in the show, hip-hop is best when it's poor. Mm-hmm. And that's where it came from. So, And he was there when it when it was birthed. Yeah. So he's not talking out of like any type of <laughs> unknown yeah. factor. He yeah. was there. He oh, incubated this. He was there. Yeah, absolutely. And and so he's a in a lot of ways, he's a true hip-hop historian mm-hmm. yeah. and so when he does when he does challenge people yes you mm-hmm. can you you might get offended and probably you should but what he's yeah. really trying to do is challenge you to come with it right and what's been happening happening the last 10 years is that he's been muted mm-hmm. and not paying mind to mostly because they can't hang with him yeah, yeah. you know he's too challenging he's he too challenging too he's well read yeah. And uh, he will kill anybody in the game pretty much right now. But Karis one needs to, we needed to pay homage to him. And why we saved them for last in the series, mm-hmm. even though we, we revere Rakim and he's, even though we revere LL for a whole different reason, mm-hmm. Karis one really was, at least for guys in our generation, the person that not only listen to for bars and lyrics, but we go to to make sense of things. Yes. And it's very different when you listen to music trying to make Mm -hmm. sense of things. It's a different listening experience. Mm -hmm. And KRS-One was the teacher for that. And he's he's straight boom bat hardcore rap too. Let's not not, not, sugarcoat this. He is not there to sugar nothing. Um, He's not giving you nice light flowery melodies and (laughs) delicate slow. Like, no, no. It's boom bat from day one. It's been hard punches, heavy beats, and he's been punching you in the face with his rhymes all the time. All the time. And he he's definitely, that's the style of rap, but he's definitely known to, but he uses different cadences. He loves to yep. use, he loves to use some dub and some some Rasta mm-hmm. accents in there. He is not oh, yeah. like he's just linear, like like the Jizz linear. Like the right. Jizz gives you one cadence. He, he just doesn't fluctuate. That's one of his downfalls. I mean, he's a master MC himself. But yeah. Karis one rhymes with a certain level of urgency that Rakim never had, LL mm-hmm. never had. He he's urgent. He just has a lot of urgency and a lot of um, real deliberate yeah. pacing mm-hmm. that's designed to really have you understand. Like he's still poor, right? Absolutely, and so he I gets it. <laughs> so for me, 50%. Chris is 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 one of the best of all time. 
Especially in that 80s area, you know, he dropped that. He did most of his early work with Boogie Down Production, which is also a legendary, like, production crew and movement in the Bronx where hip-hop was born. You know, hip-hop was born out of a response to the criminalization of of, of mm-hmm. black gold and black and black yeah. beauty the, and, yeah. and, and and taking our once again taking our land our buildings our stuff to make a way for the Gowanus Expressway which mm-hmm. which displaced thousands and thousands of black and Latino folks and mm-hmm. created this movement of we had enough of this we had Absolutely. enough of this and uh, you know I was born in the 80s so you know I, I definitely have memories of that uh, and the Gowanus mm-hmm. is literally down the blocks, down the block from me. So there's like mm-hmm. a legit understanding historically for me anyway, where I understand where that came from. Though I'm mm-hmm. from Brooklyn, um, right. so he's coming from that land, the South Bronx, which even now is still disenfranchised and don't have the resources, sure. and slowly is getting gentrified, which I hope it never does. Um, yeah, you know, but it definitely has been there. So that's where that comes. He started with Boogie Down Production, Criminal Minded, landmark mm-hmm. album, right in, in yes. tail end of, of of the 80s, 87. This is at the height mm-hmm. of Rakim, the height of LL, the height of Run DMC. And he yep. was offering something different. Also, the height of Africa Bambada, who was also offering something different yep. as well. And Karras came in, yeah, Karras with classic criminal minded, mm-hmm. hardcore boom bat beats and yeah. uh, vocabulary that was <laughs> just like what he was teaching even at that age. And he was young. Yeah. And then literally for like five years straight, he dropped the album every year. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means, then get on music, the blueprint of hip hop. Um, right. uh, how do you say it? Edu Entertainment. Entertainment, yeah, the Entertainment Joint. And then Hardcore Worldwide and Sex and Violence. That is all under the Boogie Down production flag. Right. Um, Many hits throughout there. I'm not going to say that all those albums were fantastic from front to back because KRS-One could be guilty of some lyrically never duds, but to production-wise, some duds. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he did his solo album, which he had a great run early on. 1993, he came... Solo, KRS-One, Return of the Boom Bat, one of the most revered albums at that time. And I think really yeah. did catapult what Boom Bat Hardcore East Coast oh, MCing yeah. is. Yeah. Like this is the same so, year of Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang Clan, right before Nas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a year that was. Jeez. Oh, yeah. um, followed so, up with the self-titled KRS-One, also a legit, legit Good album. I got next. Mm-hmm. Also another legit album. Then it started yep. to go. This is where he started being ostracized and isolated from the game. Some of that is his mm-hmm. own doing, and some of his musical mm-hmm. changes. Uh, yeah. Sneak Attack, Spiritual Minded, uh, yeah. Crystallized, Keep Right, Life, Adventure in MCing, Maximum Strength, the BDP album. Now hear this, right. and um, recently the world is mine. He released that, I believe, only on um, Bandcamp. It was okay. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of collaboration albums, some of them that I, I really revere. Um, Hip Hop Lives with Marley Marr in 2007. Yes. Survival Skills with Buckshot, great album. 2009, Buckshot, one of the heads from Duck Down, Black mm-hmm. Moon. Um, yep. The Just Ice and Karis won an EP that was okay. Meta Historical, yeah. one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. With uh, production Absolutely. from True Masters. 
um, mm-hmm. Godville with Showbiz, another solid album, and uh, mm-hmm. Royalty Check with Bumping Knuckles. Those are some of the right. things. Of course, he has the greatest hits with all that record. My dude produces stuff. He's out there still putting out stuff. He's also speak, yeah. a public speaker. Um, yes. That's a lot. I feel like I'm yeah. talking a lot, but that's because he has a big, <laughs> like, like look at yeah. the work he's doing. Yeah, the, the resume's heavy. <laughs> the resume's strong. He's been out here. And, and this is literally just the musical, or even one portion of the musical side of that career because then you also have the stuff from you know the formation of the the church of hip-hop and all the teaching and speaking engagements um, the books <laughs> the out of print yeah. books yeah that you can only get at most deaf and talib quali's bookstore that closed down <laughs> it's insane he's got quite the repertoire wow. saying that we're going to try to do justice to picking our top five krs1 Tracks. This is how we do it at the Crush A Lot Podcast. We're here to celebrate and pay homage to a living le- legend in KRS-One, Chris, the teacher. But also, if you're new to the show and you're young, can't have no idea who this man is, we want you to go back and check out those catalog. Not only our suggestions, our list, but go back and just listen and, and find new things because we want you to really be successful and if you're doing music and in your music and your lyrics and your production, we want to talk about you. So we're a big fan of studying, study, study mm-hmm. from the from the teachers. And you're gonna get a better lesson. Don't get insulted if the teacher says you're dumb, but get better, right? Earn the respect. So we're gonna do our top five KRS-One. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for subscribing. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and any other podcast outlet that steals our signal and puts it on their website and don't want to give us the credit for it y'all can all suck my left and right testicles but it's all good um and i'm not even going to shave them shits for you get it with the hairs and all doing that and it's all good shout out to all the guests with the pay homage series let's get right into it sir love day the brazer all-star himself the gonzo loving machine the man the myth the legend we're going to get right into the it. The living legend, number five, KRS-One. You've been hyped for this all year. Oh, yeah. So what I do you got? got? So we're going to get straight into this amazing, amazing MC. And part of why I was so hyped for this, because I've been a lifelong KRS super fan. Um, I've always thought the dude was phenomenal. And his career has been a large part of how I've shaped and and viewed hip-hop and greatness in hip-hop. Uh, and one of those things is evident in my number five song, and that is an understanding of the core values of hip-hop. Uh, for those who don't know, the, part of the roots of hip-hop comes from the dance hall scene. That, that's where Cool Herc pulled a lot of the inspiration and structure and how uh, hip-hop parties were coming along was from dance hall. It was from sound clashes. And that environment isn't one of purely hey let's all just get along and party and have fun it was also we're gonna party and have fun but for the record i'm better at getting everyone to party and have fun than you are (laughs) and that's precisely what krs has been about he's making it clear from the beginning i don't have a problem with testing my metal against anyone i i'm ready whenever however so of course my my record i have to throw in here gonna make the list no matter what is the bridge is over super important for the historical context of that battle uh for those who don't know the bridge is over is a diss record it's a battle record and it's not just directed towards 
Missy Shan and Molly Ma, who he was beefing with at the time, because they did a song called Queensbridge, uh, and they were talking about how hip-hop started out in, in the park in Queensbridge, and as a Bronx guy, can't just let that slide. In today's hip-hop, nobody says anything. There might be some subs thrown in a verse here, might be some subs thrown in an interview here. Back then, no. You just called out my whole borough. I'm repping for my whole borough. I'm gonna throw my burrow on my back. I'm coming at your neck, and that's exactly what Chris did. And he did the bridges over one of the greatest battle records. He didn't just attack MC Shan. He didn't just attack Molly Ma. He attacked all of Queensbridge. The chorus is literally the bridge is over, and he literally means Queensbridge is over. Dissing them, tearing them apart. And one of the most beautiful things about it is it reminds you of how much hip hop brings all those cultures together because here he is again showing that reference to where hip-hop first came from because like we mentioned he's a historian he understands what cool hurt pulled it from and so he's putting that reggae influence there and he's pulling a little a little piece from here a little piece from there and you'll hear it throughout his career he's got references and he's got samples and he's got lines that's coming from barrington levy and he's coming from every section of reggae and dancehall culture and pulling it in and putting it in hip-hop and that's important because you know we don't do that anymore and we, sh we should have that open door to bring all cultures in and he delivers a super battle record a shot through the heart that crushed and ended the careers of mc shan only mall continued to go do his thing but shan never recovered from that beef with krs1 it was over for him and Chris Parker, Harris one established himself as an formidable MC, as a beast on the microphone, and someone you do not take lightly and you do not talk even slightly sideways insulting about. Because if he hears it, he's not going to hesitate to put you on the spot on that record and finish it. So my number five, without a doubt, has to be Bridges Over. Great, how great can record. how can you not have the Bridges Over one? It's got to be there. It's gotta the be there. beat is was also ahead of his time in terms of how hard it is and simplistic it is like it's it's one of my favorite hip-hop beats of all time and i agree with everything you say i have a feeling you might hear that from me later on so i'll move right into my number five and it's from one of his collaboration albums okay it's off the album meta historical which is mm -hmm. Karis One, produced by True Master of the Wu Tang Clan, one of the Wu elements. So you know right then, right then and yeah. there, you already oh. know I'm all in. One of my favorite <laughs> MCs of all time, Karis One, versus with like paired up with mm -hmm. True Master from Wu Tang. Oh yeah, you know how to get it. Day one, <laughs> day course. one. Of and the song that really I hear it now. Often mm. in my rotation it has mm. to be the, the title track, Meta Historical. And this is mm -hmm. exactly what I want and love from KRS One. It oh, is yeah. straight science, straight education, straight teacher to student bars. I'm rapping, yeah. but I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And he does 100%. it with such wordplay, sophistication. Yeah. He puts weight to every word. No word is ever wasted. <laughs> it's Never. all intentional. It's all there to give weight 
and credence to what he is saying. Even if you don't agree with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It's well researched. Yeah. And yeah, he's given you the context of years of studying and thinking and probing his thoughts. And re-examining his thoughts. Cementing his thoughts. Changing his thoughts. And going back and starting the process all over again. To make sure that he's really fleshed out the thinking before he even says one word to you. <laughs> yeah. I wish our government was like that. <laughs> Meta historical yeah. goes through where we are in hip hop, where we've gone wrong and where we started from and how mm-hmm. far away we are from where we started right. from. He re- he, it's it's such a wonderful tale. All MC people who all MC all rappers should listen to it. Just to, yeah. to to hear what he's saying and how mm-hmm. we could save hip hop. Yeah. He says in his words in his in these lyrics, he mm-hmm. says that the world, that history, that's in the history that's in front of us, is mm-hmm. going to talk about what you're doing, but it doesn't measure you as a person. So right. if you out here acting a fool, they're mm-hmm. going to label you as acting a fool. Straight up. They're not going to measure you as a person, no matter what part of your lifetime you live on to. You could be 70, year old, 70 years old, but if you drop that two or three albums that's absolutely pure junk and not really moving the culture forward, that's what you're going to be measured on. Absolutely. And he's saying, we got to think about that. Mm-hmm. He, and and it's, it's just a way of thinking about hip hop That's just different And I wish people could take it seriously And not think about sure. the business and the money Because you could get those things if you take hip hop back And that's what that's he's right. saying there That's what he's saying there And you know mm-hmm. He's just going into things like Hip hop is not here or there It's not physical It's a shared idea Direct right. quote I know right. it because I listen to it back and forth When I need a reminder <laughs> of what hip hop is to me mm-hmm. yeah. and why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. What changes we or the weather? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that that's a question to think about. That will take me years to figure out. Yes. My that's number five, meta historical of the meta historical mm-hmm. album, KRS One and True Master, and that's the one and that's the own there's not that's just one track from that album. That whole album's yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, whole album's fire. And you know if you release an instrumental version of that album, you know the production is also superb. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's one of my favorite albums in the last 10 years. And that's no yeah. joke. Yeah. My number five. Nice. Meta Historical. What you got with your number four? Sir Love Day. It's a super pick right there. That's great. Um uh, for me, number four, man. It's really it's really very simple. Um again, tough part for me of this whole list is that every single number on this list could easily be my number one and could easily be number one on anybody else's list uh this one is real simple anybody who's 80 an 80s baby who's over a certain age all you gotta hear is and you already know what it is sound of the police that's it it's one of the great 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 records carrier's one's catalog um super super powerful what a great beat again um, this is on that Return of the Boom Bap, that definitive album uh, that really helped solidify and, and demonstrate what Boom Bap is and should sound like. And here he is with this great beat, this raucous sounding beat with this alarm 
that rings and draws your attention in. And he could have easily turned this into a punch you in the face song, kind of song somebody gets robbed to. Um, but he decided, I'm going to really give you uh, understanding and a, and a look and an examination of policing in our neighborhoods. And once again, as he is often known to do, he brings a little taste of, you know, the Caribbean, West Indian culture in. A little bit of his accents here and there, pronunciations here and there, um, along throughout the song. But it's really, really incredible. One of the things that's great about KRS uh, is that while he's doing this, he's giving you real 100% knowledge and information that still applies today. Uh, this song is not just packed full of real knowledge, uh, things that for many of us, we either, at the time this album came out, we were either just learning or we had no idea of. And because he spoke on it, we went and studied up and did our research and did our understanding and understood it and realized how true it is. Some of the stuff he rang true with us. Uh, you know, like, there's a line in there where he says, you, you say I'm, you claim I'm selling crack, but you'd be doing that. Um, and for those of us in Brooklyn, who grew up around the uh, 71st Precinct, uh, we understand the realities of how real that is. Uh, he talks about how they'll never have, uh, there can never be real justice on stolen land. And any of us who've done our history, we understand the depth and the importance of that statement and what he's referring to. And he even gives us the great breakdown, comparison of overseer to officer, which was a complete history lesson packed into like a half of a verse <laughs> done brilliantly, uh, musically, sounds great. No point is a, does it mess up the flow or take you off beat. It's always on point. It's always well put together. But yet he's still dropping such powerful knowledge. And it's even the birthplace of some, some great lines that get repeated forever. And it will forever hold a permanent place in my heart and mind. It's one of my favorite records. I always get hype every time I hear it. And it's crazy how that dropped, what, 25 years ago? <laughs> and here we are, 25 years later, still uh, bugging out at the sound of the police, still scared at the sound of the police, still having the same problems that he was talking about 25 years ago, uh, just proving his point that he says at one point in the song that his father had to deal with the cops, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, and his great-great-great-great. When's this going to stop? Beautiful song. The man's a genius. The man's basically a prophet on this record. Step, uh, Sounds of the Police. Incredible song. It's my number four. Great pick. That album, Return of the Boom Bap, was and is relevant now. Yes. And he was uh, he's able to take the oppression that he went through and what his communities and, 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 and wrote it down. And it's still there now. And that goes into my number four, because I'm going to stay right on that album. And, you know, if you have Sound of the Police, right. then the combo punch to that song is Black Cop. Yeah. That's my number four, Black Cop. And my dude has a way of bringing up these issues, but still making it enjoyable to listen to. Just from a, a sonic ear gasm type of way like this is one of the songs where he he's he's going straight dance hall on this he's mm -hmm. he's not necessarily not like beanie man dance hall but he's he, he you know he he yeah, has early 90s was big for dance hall like it was yeah. the best dance hall we listen to now and he yeah. just took that sound his roots his you know taking that in new york city reggae and hip-hop mm -hmm. were synonymous way before 
R&B and hip hop were synonymous. Mm-hmm. It was reggae, dancehall, dub, right. and hip hop. Because it came from the same place. Yeah, 100%. And Karis went merged it in Black Cop. Yeah. So you definitely have that beat to it, mm-hmm. right? And he and also plays out. around with the idea of what you said before, the whole overseer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say officer fast enough, it translates into overseer. And the overseer yeah. is what you would call the masters of the plantation. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that and how you associate words, mm-hmm. then you would understand that officer is an extension of slave owners. Yeah. As we know by the 13th Amendment. That this is right. how they see us. This is why mm-hmm. I don't shop Whole Foods. Right. Because Whole Foods is literally made by inmates who have mm-hmm. no rights to work for Whole Foods and get paid cents by the dollar for mm-hmm. the gentrified folks can have your healthy food. So you're right. using, let's be honest, they're putting black and brown folks in there for yeah. free labor. Sweet. This is why yeah. privatized... Mm-hmm. Prisons mm-hmm. are high while you will go to jail three, six years for a small weed right. or whatever it is because they don't yeah. want to give up their free save la- labor. And a lot of you's got to go read those books and a lot of people got to pay attention to what KRS-One is saying and this is why. And Black Cop, as long, along with Sound of the Police, is addressing all those things. Yeah. But man, it sounds so good. Cause you can put that song on at a party and still rock to it and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. the cops. Yeah. It's a beautiful bop. It's got a great bounce. It shouldn't work. But it does. <laughs> you know how many people try to be like smart? Not even Common can't do it. And I'm not comparing Common and Carol. Common tries to be somewhat wise and put people onto things. But he doesn't do it like this. They, they no. don't do it like this. A party track that's really an educational track. It was. It's brilliant. Yeah. That's the beauty of Chris. My number four, Black Cop of the Return of the Boom Bat. Do yourself a favor. It's one of the most slept on, slept on albums from 1993. I know it's easy to pick Wu-Tang. I know I will still pick Wu-Tang as my favorite album from that generation. And, and people will pick Midnight Marauders. But the one that has the most weight and relevancy now mm-hmm. in terms of social issues, Return of the Subject. Boom Bat. Yes. So that's my number four, Black Cop. What do you have? Number three, Brazier All-Star, Lisa Ann Lover, <laughs> yes. Sir Love Day. Uh, super dope. Um, so for me, number three, I really got to get into the sort of brilliance of KRS-One. And one of those brilliant things is how, like you mentioned, man can just make a joint that you have to move to <laughs> that sounds great that's just sonically incredible so for me as a kid listening to hip-hop at the time that this record came out i was a high schooler i think i was either a sophomore or a junior by the time this record came out probably like a junior partying having fun and this particular record has a, a sample of the champ by the mohawks and the sound of this beat was what really first captured me. And then the samples for the chorus and the way it was all put together, the way the girls were singing on it. And then his bars, the man was just rapping his face off. Step Into a World is the record I'm talking about. If you've never heard Step Into a World. Beautiful choice. And I, I envy you for the opportunity to hear it for the first time. I wish I could well, hear it for the first time Well again. said. <laughs> it's... 
such a powerful song. I like to kind of space out when I listen to it. When I do listen to it, just hearing the echoing of the instruments in the beginning of the song, that slight echo that's on the singer's voice, um, the clear, definite echoing that's on KRS's voice at the beginning, um, the precision of each of those sounds, and the way that they build into those kick your eardrums in boom bap drums just blows my mind every single time and i've spent so much time just listening and analyzing the brilliance of the balance of that song just sonically between the the high range of those sounds the depth of the bass of those drums and timing of how krs knew how to really position his words that he's not stepping too much on the key sounds of the beat that there's enough space in between them that you're getting to really hear and let the beat breathe a little bit and you're getting those sounds to come out nice and crisp and they're not uh, muddled or messed up with blending out his voice but it comes out really crisp and clear and man is he <laughs> rapping like just just bars on bars on bars this is the song really helped me kind of solidify one of my first early criteria for what it takes to be a top five MC of all time. And that's this idea that every every truly great all-time MC had that moment or the, that song, that verse, uh, that bar, those bars, when anybody who was a big hip-hop fan heard it, they had to stop what they were doing and try to get someone else to hear how great what they just heard is. It, it, they had those moments that captivated all of hip-hop and everybody had to keep just being amazed and sharing and talking about how great that moment was, right? For uh, for legends like Rakim that uh, when I'm writing, I get trapped in between the lines. I escape when I finish that. We were sharing that everywhere. You hear that? You got to tell everybody. This is amazing. You're blown away. You re-listen to it. You're telling everyone how crazy it is that you heard that. You hear Slick Rick do Children's Story. You're like, holy crap. Did you hear this song? Did you hear this guy tell this incredible story from start to finish? Did you hear this? This is amazing. And this is that moment for KRS-One. This is one of those moments for KRS-One. He's had a few of these. This is one of those moments for him. He has this great, incredible line that anytime anybody uh, in, you know, back then was hearing it was like, whoa, did you hear what he just said? You had to stop the record if you were just listening to it at all. You go, wait, 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 wait. He says, I'm not saying I'm number one. Oops, I'm sorry I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. It just it stops you. You're blown away by how incredible that line is. How dope that is. You had to tell everybody else. Just like you had to tell everyone, come listen to 22 twos or come listen to Cream. That's the incredibleness of this record for me. And it's dope. It rings. You can put that in the club. You can put that in the party. You can put that in your car. You can listen to it in your headphones, turned on 11, and you're going to love it every single time. That's my number three, Step Into a World. That's an excellent pick. Iconic Garris 1 track. I, yeah. I, I can't even compliment what you have already said, but I do agree that if you never listen to that song, do yourself yeah. a favor. I'm pretty sure it was produced by Jesse West. Yes, that's absolutely correct. See, I know my stuff. Uh, but I'm going to go right into my number three. And one of the things mm. that KRS-One was also very obsessed about talking about was like rocking the crowd and being a great yes. live performer. And you know what? Hip-hop does not translate very well live. I've been to a few hip-hop shows recently the last couple of years. 
Very mm-hmm. subpar experiences. Yeah. Very, very subpar. Awesome. I can understand why the trap kids like trap because, you know, it's a little easier yeah. to get into. This is old school mm-hmm. MCing. So you really got to be good stage present, mic skills, reading the crowd and all that good stuff. And that goes into my number three. MCs mm. act like they don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's going in on rappers who have success, who are charting, but absolutely bomb when they go on tour. Right. You got all these songs, you're charting, Battle. but you suck live. Your DJ <laughs> sucks. I'm going to run your set. I'm going to get on your stage while you're performing. I'm going to take the mic and show you how it's done. Yeah. That's what Chris did on this song. And on top of that song, you got arguably one of the greatest producers of all all time, DJ Premier, producing it. And those two are synonymous because Boom Bat has a lot of that stuff. The KRS-One self-title has a lot Mm -hmm. of DJ Premier stuff. And DJ Premier is still relevant right now. About to drop Absolutely. Prime 2 in about two, three weeks, which I know you're yes. excited for. Oh, yeah. Already pre-ordered. I'm ready to go. March 16th. I got to go buy the vinyl. If I even, if it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> MC Act Like You Know is one of those songs that stand out for me in a catalog of depth mm-hmm. because of the complimentary production right. of Premier. Mm-hmm. It's still the high quality, quite wallabies. You see, I'm so ghost face. Um, it's, su- it's such high quality lyrics that it, we kind of at times over mm-hmm. overlook it. Like for example, yeah. one of my critiques yeah. of the Black Panther Panther album is that Kendrick kind of phoned it in. Yeah, right. It's, you don't. You never get a Karras one phoned in nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So we overlook because he makes it so. Look so easy. We overlook yeah. Yeah. on how that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working on my own stuff. Yeah. I don't come close to that. I'm not going to release it until it gets there. So, you know, it might take a while. But yeah. so he's coming in mm-hmm. 1995. Hip hop is, yeah. is, is booming. Yeah. And he's not he's compromising nothing. Give me a primo beat. I'm a rocket. Yeah. Now, all of you, yeah. all of you suck. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You, you could chart or you, you could chart what you want. You can't rock the mic like I do. Mm-hmm. He came from an era of black parties, DJs reading the crowd, right. freestyling. You don't know what right. the DJ's playing. It's going rocking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My number three, the DJ Premier produced. Act like you know yes. with the wonderful flip on the sample uh, yesterday from by uh, Clifford Brown, and of course yes. he had the breaks from Clarence Blower up in that in you know some version of it. So yeah, you have all the ingredients for like a standout KRS One track. Do yourself a favor, check that one out just as well. Absolutely. All right, number two, Sir Love Day. What you got? Oof, man, these last two are gonna be tough for me. But try. To not spend seven hours praising them because these are. Well, I won't be able to upload it on SoundCloud. So be <laughs> these are definitely amongst like my favorite uh, hip hop songs ever, and amongst my favorite songs ever. Uh, these songs have eclipsed some Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles songs, which is rare. But somebody can actually pass a, a Prince record or a Claude Debussy uh, piece. But my number two. Soulmates. Um, it is my philosophy. Yes. Uh, 
on philosophy is man it's it's a blueprint how a great rap song should be done so good from start to finish um just from these great super simple super jazzy great little horn run in it uh, the drums are simple and smooth but great and it's really all about focusing on the depth of information that KRS has for you um and not only does it give you incredible information uh the ideas behind which are super relevant today right he's talking about hip-hop and the state of hip-hop uh when he's talking about uh who these rappers are when he's saying things like rap is like a setup a big game a lot of suckers with colorful names so and so i'm this i'm that but they all just wh- wh- whack that applies now <laughs> that is a hundred percent rap today <laughs> a whole lot of suckers with colorful names literally and he's doing this 20 years ago and giving you some of the great lines that end up becoming you know super sampled and become courses on their own and get flipped and turned into other songs uh this is of course the home and the start of one of my favorite uh like songs ever how many mcs uh this is where that line comes from and here he says how many mcs must get this that gets flipped and turned into one of the greatest beats and one of the greatest songs of all time uh he gives you information that some of us might never even notice um level of observation and understanding he displays here so dope one of my favorite examples and that i've used since then was when he at the very things towards the very end of the song he's like uh, um funky 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 hit records no more than four minutes and some seconds and you wouldn't realize it at that time but that was the radio formula <laughs> if you didn't pay attention if you didn't check the the time or the running time on all your favorite hits and singles that was the formula that radio had gone to in years past you could be barry white in the 70s and have a hit record that's seven and eight and nine minutes long and still reach number one on the charts but that day was done and the radio format was listen if it's more than four minutes and 30 seconds it's gonna get cut <laughs> there's gonna be parts of the song that no one's gonna hear because they had to fit to these very manageable blocks of time so they can get their commercials on and get their station ids on and here's this guy very early in the game noticing it acknowledging it presenting it for you to just open your eyes just a little bit to go oh wait i did not realize that was happening but now i know and <laughs> when you look today even that formula is changing just a bit now that time is cut down even shorter where it seems like now the time they want is three minutes and even three minutes and some seconds it's almost two minutes and 58 seconds is what they want for a radio record they cut off so much of what the songs are and they play them on the radio but he knew this way back then my philosophy is just one of those songs where you get to flex your knowledge teach and educate as many people as you possibly can give them information that they can use for ages and for years and for years and that actually has the sort of timeless understandings that makes it one of those timeless records uh it's such a huge 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 important record for me i listen to it all the time top to bottom i know every single lyric it's a great 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 record and it easily falls into my number two could have easily been my number one not so easily because you have a different number one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that says a lot about the strength of his catalog just like 10 yeah. songs you could put number one probably even 15 yeah. 
And those true. 15 could easily be easily be in your top hip hop songs of all time. Yeah, absolutely. So my number two is we already spoke about it, or at least you articulated articulated it in a way that I'm going to try to match right now. <laughs> But you know what? Fuck Queens Bridge. <laughs> well, not not really. I love you guys. You don't 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 unsubscribe. Yeah, don't fight me. Don't know. <laughs> Right? But the bridge is over. Yeah. Is one of the best diss tracks ever. Yeah. You know it's true because they sampled the hell out of it right now. <laughs> And he, there's no subs here. He calls you out by name. Yep. He calls you out no by question. name. What's the matter with you, MC Marley Mar? Right. What's the matter with you, DJ MC Shan? Marlon uh-huh. sucks. Like you gotta, you gotta acknowledge that this was like screw that. I'm a name people. There's yeah, no this. There's no like Drake subs. Drake don't want it with nobody. No. He's not no. really giving money out in those videos. He's not really there for the ladies. Right. He's not giving his personal money to anybody. No, the man got green on his penis. <laughs> facts. <laughs> I don't know if it's facts, but facts. Still, Spread the rumor. Still. Came from here. Harris <laughs> one went in. I'm a rep my borough, and I respect that. Yeah, 100%. And I, I'm Team Brooklyn. Yeah, all day. I'm, but I, I, I would love to watch Queens and Brooklyn uh, and uh, Bronx go at it. Just watching that was great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the division. When I say division, not the division hip hop, but it, like it was okay to have battle lines. Yeah, like we no, we're better. You're better. You're. It was all good. We weren't yeah. killing each other. Oh, but it made some great music, and and it was an era where you could say those things because you were forcing that other person to pick up their game. That's right. Over here, right now, people just they have a, they're wet behind the ears. They're soft uh-huh. as hell, and you know why? They're phony. They're not real, and they're not really about hip hop. But if you understood sure. the essence of hip hop the way KRS does in this track, even the people he went after, Marley Mar and MC Shan, the Juice Crew, mm-hmm. they understood. Right. And that's why they knew what time, we, it, was. They knew what time it was. And that's mm-hmm. why they still get revered and respected now. Because yep. they didn't fold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to get better or get out. Yeah. And he did it for the culture. He didn't go after you. Mm-hmm. He's going to defend his borough. But if his borough was weak, which mm-hmm. it wasn't, yeah. he, he, he's a master strategist. Mm-hmm. That's what the bridge is over does. And that production by Scott LaRock was also yeah. phenomenal. It is such a simple mm-hmm. piano, basic, yeah. bassy piano loop mm-hmm. with fantastic drums that you don't, people don't use those kind of drums now, which is a shame. Yeah. So yeah. it had to be. How do how do you not put one of the greatest this songs, one of the greatest songs, one of the songs that pushed hip hop forward for people like right. LL and and Run DMC right. can run with it. If those are your mm-hmm. mainstream cats and that's your appetizer, then Karis One and The Bridge Is Over was your meal. Right. I want what right. that guy. My steak is better than your steak. <laughs> that's what he did. Karis yeah. One, The Bridge Is Over. Off the, I believe it's the Boogie Down Production Criminal Minded debut album. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure about that. Mine number two, Sir Love, They Were Here. You, you, it took you longer to get this one ready, this list yeah. ready, because I know you love Chris. It's not our first time yeah. talking about Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 
it's not our first time. And way before the podcast even existed and before you jumped on, we were talking about Chris. We call him Chris because that's how important. We don't call most deaf his, by his first name. Right. <laughs> What's running around going, Dante? <laughs> Curtis? Curtis Jackson. That guy, Curtis Jackson. <laughs> that guy, Marshall. Now, we don't do yeah. that. We only do it for Chris, the teacher. Yeah. What do you got, Absolutely. number one? I'm, oh, I'm curious man. because uh, I yeah. knowing your sensibilities the way I know, mm-hmm. I've yeah. never been able to predict any of your lists. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know me well. I might do something stupid just to get you talking or get the crowd talking, but it's not actually what I think. Just mm-hmm. to get a diversity of questions. That's a part of producing the show, folks. Yes. Even though I haven't, I, I haven't done that. Don't. I think about it though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't 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 unsubscribe. Don't, 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 don't do that. Okay. What do you got? Number one. Number one is definitely uh, to me the epitome, the demonstration, the personification. If you if you had to try and find one record to me that I think is the the record to go to to try and really sum up who Karis one is and what his career has been largely about, uh, then you go with this record. You go with You Must Learn. Way back when, this is back in, in time when Karis was still already making it clear and established, but really making it super clear exactly who he was. Here he goes and drops You Must Learn, which is this incredible, incredible demonstration of his status as the teacher. Uh, it is a, an opus on education. Uh, and for me, my personal experience uh, with education has been incredibly rocky, particularly with standardized education systems. Um, you know, as a New Yorker growing up in Brooklyn, we go to, to DOE schools. Before there were a thousand charter schools. Everywhere you go, you go to a public school, your school has a number. Uh, your school might have a person's name, some historical figure tied to it. For the record, uh, charter schools are just gentrified educational systems, but that's, I, I, I regress. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I learned really early is that a lot of the things that are espoused in public schools aren't actually believed in public schools or followed through in public schools um, or supported in public schools. Uh, they tell you stuff like reading is fundamental and read to achieve. And then, you know, here's little old me. Uh, being able to read at a very, very young age. And now my daycare is like, well, we don't know what to do with him because sure you can read, but we don't have any books that are up to his reading level. Um, let's, let's have him read this book to the class and <laughs> that'll be it. Uh, and you get to elementary school and you're, you're reading your face off and you're reading on all these higher, higher grade levels and you reach, I guess, adult level. And they're just like, well, that's it. There's nowhere else to go. But it doesn't get you anything. You don't get uh, any sort of understanding from the teachers. The teachers don't go, oh, no, this kid can read. So maybe I should stop giving him these clothes packets. Is that, that why you entered porn? That is a huge part of why. Uh, <laughs> when you you get tired of the same teacher who just told your mother last week that you're brilliant and that you're reading at an adult level and that all of this work is below you, they then turn around and give you this packet a bunch of fill-in-the-blank, multiple-choice uh, answers for some two-paragraph reading passage. And you're just like, you know I can do... Why are you giving me this? Such a waste of my time. 
uh, at a very early age that I could see the weakness and the frailties of the educational system. And you add to that parents who are, you know, coming from a history of Afrocentricity and they're telling you about your real history. And then you go to school and they're telling you, so George Washington had wooden teeth. And you're like, no, he didn't. Uh, he, his teeth were taken from the mouths of slaves. And they're like, shut up. Don't you tell that stuff here. And you're being told to be silent about the actual truth. And they want you to talk about how the, the Native Americans made trades and left the lands. And no, they weren't. They were killed and murdered and <laughs> genocided off their lands. You got to be quiet about it. A song like You Must Learn is like a golden drop of understanding and genius that completely relates to how you've been seeing the world around you for all these years. And here it is right in front of you. And now you know someone else understands. And not only does he get that our education system is failing us, he's even pointing out some of the specific failures and the lack of real information, uh, the lack of support for that information, the lack for specific information, uh, the lack of representation and how that creates this wedge of ignorance between people because I don't understand you and you don't understand me. So everything in between is just ignorance. From that grows fear and from that grows increased division. And we have all these problems that arise from that. Uh, he even took the time you know what, I'm going to add in some of the information that they're not telling you. And he goes through this list of black inventors. Where else in hip-hop are you going to get a verse with Benjamin Banneker and Eli Whitney and Ali Selassie and Louis Latimer and Madam C.J. Walk? Like, where, who's doing that? No rap verse. And still making it sound good. And Easy. Still tapping, Drake. And you're still snapping your face. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> Haven't you heard God's plan? It's all there. No, I, it's there, is it? It's oh, somewhere. Man, I should have listened. Yeah. <laughs> like, this sort of thing is just not being done. And he's doing it, and he was doing it then. And today, it's just a little bit saddening to know that we had that then, but we don't have that like that now. No one. I can't even think <laughs> of one. There might be moments, but no one's banking on it to make a career out of it. Right, but nobody's consistently, you know, going to that well. And I don't want to hear any of you Drake lovers saying, I mean, Kendrick lovers saying it's Kendrick is doing that. No, Kendrick is very surface level stuff. He does. He's not deep with it. Maybe in in a couple of years when he does more reading and more, Mm -hmm. and, and 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 actually when he gets away from Top Dog Entertainment. He would right. manifest as something. Cause my dude's close to a pop, hip hop, pop yeah. artist. Tough. Yeah. yeah, very much. But the Hot fact take. is, <laughs> it's true. It's true though. And I'll support you. I got your back on that one. Uh, Good. I didn't <laughs> want to take that bullet. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> oh no, I've been out here on these social medias telling people that that uh, that what you call that album was Damn. pure pop. Uh, telling that that Black Panther album selecting Kendrick was just a pop move to get the hot guy and that the album was just fluff and had no clear connections to the album except for just some superficial nonsense but that's a whole nother discussion hot take number two (laughs) we just lost everybody we lost everybody that's fine that's okay at me me. sir love day crush a lot cheese at me with your facts not your opinions (laughs) not your your feelings don't at me with your heartbreak. 
<laughs> at me with some real. You can come on the show, crushalotpodcast and gmail.com, and you can rip us apart. And we will not air it. <laughs> but uh, back to You Must Learn. Last things I'll just say is it's a brilliant song. It is a great demonstration, and it should be held up as proof that you don't have to drain all of the substance, drain all of the information, drain all of the knowledge out to be catchy. This idea that you can't have a good record that people are going to love if you actually have a message in it, actually have information in it, it's one of the dumbest things that we keep perpetuating in hip-hop for ages. If we haven't heard KRS's catalog, as if we haven't heard Common, as if we haven't heard all the roots and, and uh, most deaf, as if we haven't heard Kanye songs that actually have some depth to them, and Jay-Z songs that have some depth, and Wu-Tang that have depth, and those records do just fine. And those guys have wonderful careers without it being the end and them becoming pariahs and never heard from again. If you actually put knowledge and information into your music, and you actually make good music while doing it, you'll be just fine. I really wish we could get back to that because, man, I would love another must learn. I would love more songs like that. But for now, this to me is the epitome of that style of rap, that type of information delivery, and a great uh, demonstration of exactly who KRS-One is. And that's why You Must Learn is my number one. That's an excellent pick. I didn't see that one coming, not because I don't agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. That mm-hmm. the, 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 the catalog is so big. Yeah, um, it's massive. And, man, I'm, we're not old school haters. We're not old heads who are haters. Yeah. But but no. but you SoundCloud rappers don't read. <laughs> read a book. <laughs> not because read. you're dumb, though most right. of you are. Although many are. It's because when you read, you're going to spark a new idea. Yes. And gives you more content to talk about and live the world differently for you could deliver talk about things that are are prevalent you just you if you think of it from a business perspective you think the same 19 18 20 year olds are going to support you when they're 30 years old and well well read because you're not getting my money mm-hmm. so your money's temporary what do you think you're going to make the same thing every year <laughs> is that what you're actually thinking by the way a, a, about 80 percent of your market are white people Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not gonna work, not gonna last. So you're confused on who your audience is. They're not looking at you as artists. They're looking at you as uh, as 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 an attraction in a zoo. Right, you're a commodity. You're yeah. commodity, and when you're done, they're gonna go somewhere else. And mm-hmm. we don't want that for you. And this is why we celebrate and educate and pay homage to the greats. But you could yeah. look and study and and start replicating in your own way, in your own style. But you could be here mm-hmm. for years to come. And yes. release the ton of content KRS-One has done over the years. Maybe they don't get the sales. Well, that's fine. But man, there's so much meat on those bones. So mm-hmm. much. And that goes straight mm-hmm. to my number one. Mm. It has to be Step Into My World. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. yeah. It has to be. I'm, a, I'm going on the record right now. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the episode I did with uh, Tim Barreto, when we did our top hip-hop beats of all time, you know, you know, my number one beat track of all time is Step Into My World. <laughs> Your heat. The, the beat is like nothing you ever heard before. Nothing, no. even now. And back then, 1995, 
It was revolutionary. Like it's 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 and the drum pattern to it kicks hard. The vocals on the female was fantastic. Get her, get her, get her, get it. The whole the way he and then he goes and he goes and he's just kicking it, kicking bars, kicking bars, showing off his mental his mental acumen, showing off his yes. lyrical muscle, his workplace. And at that point, when that record came out, he was number one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, he was. That's what he one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time, probably top five. At least I have to really think about it. But mm-hmm. the beat is number one for me. Mm-hmm. And then the lyrics on top of it. Yeah. And he's doing that high speed, aggressive, having fun. He's like, it's like he's not even stressing you guys as an MC. This is how he delivers it. It's like, I'm good. I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm so good. I have to laugh at the situation. How bad you are. (laughs) He's so good. No one even challenged him because they knew they were going to take that L. Yeah, straight up. It's like literally saying there's hip hop and Wu-Tang. You don't want to go again. Like that idea, not saying that idea that how can hip hop be dead because Wu-Tang's around is what Kara has been saying all the time. Hip hop's not dead. I'm hip hop. Right. I'm still here. There's good music out there. You gotta listen to what we're saying. Right. So, so hip hop's not dead. No. It's 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 what gets the what gets light now. It's not hip hop. That manufactured right. white man's music. Because mm-hmm. they gentrified your music, and KRS One won't let you gentrify him. Won't let you gentrify his music. Won't let you canalize his his style and his approach. And he's willing to not make money because he's not about the money. He's about the culture and pushing his mind to reach the fifth dimension. And he has bigger plans in different lives. And and he understands mm-hmm. the life of a leaf because he studies the leaf. Yeah, that's some deep stuff. You're gonna yeah. he's gonna be writing for a long time. All yeah. you little pumps, you little peeps, you little yachties, you little this, you little that. Next yeah. summer, you won't be here because your trash albums have absolutely no weight to it. None. Yeah. None. No last. But I've bought every single KRS-One album. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. <laughs> Sir yes. Love Day. Thank I'm you for here. listening. Do yourself a favor. Register for your class. KRS-One. Pay homage. Check out the return of Boom Bat. Great starting point. Criminal Minded uh, Boogie Down Productions. Check us out. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Check me out over in the Hip Hop Review Podcast. They done messed up and invited me on this show. And I, and I did talk about the Black Panther uh, soundtrack. I had some thoughts about it. And, you know, so check that out. Shout out to Will Gill and the Pro for inviting me. You done messed up. But we support the Hip Hop Review Crew, one of the most entertaining podcasts out there. Check them out. You can find them on all the places I just listed 30 seconds ago. So just rewind it back 30 seconds, and that's where they are. You can find us on social media. Sir Love Day everywhere. Crush a lot everywhere. cheese on Twitter. Crush a lot podcast everywhere else because, you know, I don't plan these things out. That's the end of the Pay Homage series. Thank you so much for checking it out. Go back Thank and you. check out the Rock Him Shot Day. And um, yes. KRS One episode. Thank you for checking that out. Women's history, hip hop coming up next. Yes. MC Light, Queen Latifah, Queen. Missy Elliott. We're gonna have guests on. We're gonna have the amazing Sunny out of Philadelphia. We're gonna have Carolina Martinez from Texas. We're gonna have Farah Bashara from uh, Kuwait all on the show. 
um, as we highlight the wonderful women of hip hop. Thank you for checking us out. Take care of each other. Peace. Peace.